Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, with my co-host and league champion, Ricky. Ricky, how you doing this morning? What's happening, Big John? Not too much, not too much. A little tired this morning, had to take uh, a couple shots of espresso uh, after watching that uh, Thursday night game uh, last night against the Eagles. What's your thoughts about that game? Well, first things first, did you bet it? I did bet it, um, and I took the over, so I was able to hit there, and uh, I wind up pushing. I had the Eagles at six, so I wind up pushing, but that was a, talk about a backdoor cover for those Vikings. That was ridiculous. Brutal backdoor cover for the Eagles betters. I had a small bet, John, on, on the Eagles minus six, and Jalen anytime TD is, let me tell you, stealing at this point. When you get it at minus 110 or better, Unbelievable. He cashed that in the, what, second quarter? It really is. Let's look at that game quick. Let's look at the highlights. 34-28 Eagles win, as you know. Push on the uh, on the, on the cover. Uh, and, of course, blew out. The, the total was blown away. But real quickly, Jalen Hurts, I mean, listen, 18 for 23, only 193 yards, had one touchdown, threw a pick. He had 12 rushes for 35 yards, but he did have the two rushing TDs. So, you know, you add the one in the air, the two rushing, Big fantasy day because of that. Only a 98% you know, percent quarterback rating. But when you look at the yards, I mean, you take away that, that, that one from you know, Devontae Smith, not a lot of yards in the air, but yet still a fantasy monster day with the two rushing TDs and, and with the one in the air. There's one thing I want to talk about with you before we get into all the fantasy stuff with this game, John. But did you happen to see the A.J. Brown meltdown? You know, I got to tell you something. It was unbelievable. I caught it, and, and, I, and I, I've seen that before, and I don't get it. Is he the kind of guy that, you know, that if he doesn't get the ball and Smith has his night, that he freaks out? What was going on there? Because I was kind of in and out, kind of. If you had an Eagles minus six, minus six and a half, whatever it was, and you either lost or pushed, it was because of A.J. Brown throwing a little – Bitch fit on the side of the on the sidelines, John. You're you're running the ball down their throat, shredding them. You're you're destroying this team just by running the ball. And you have, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. You have your diva wide receiver bitching at your quarterback on the sideline. And what happens? They try and force the ball to him right after that. They go out of field goal range. And the game, they let the Vikings back in the game because of A.J. Brown. Well, you know, and I got to tell you something. To me, Ricky, this wasn't the first time that I've seen him do that. This is why he's not in Tennessee, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year he did this, and quite honestly, I think Devontae Smith is really the better player. Not only is Devontae Smith the better player, but just for the listeners out there, imagine being the type of teammate where you are running the ball down their throat you're you're dominating them and and you're bitching about winning you're yeah. bitching about yeah. winning. I got yeah. a problem with that. No, I, I get it. And you speak and talk about rushing. I mean, I called it the, you know, Swift. Uh, it was the Swift show. 28 carries for 175 yards, a touchdown. He averaged 6.3 yards. He was explosive. Why in the world they are playing Gainwell over Swift? I know Gainwell was no out more. yesterday. He is on the last year of his contract. He's a Philadelphia guy. I said Swift was going to go off if he got the chance. There should be no other questions. Who should be leading that backfield? 
we should we should have a round of applause button to everyone who drafted DeAndre Swift because he took that job. That is his backfield now. Well, I he's cer- an every week starter. I, I certainly hope so, Ricky, because you know Boston Scott had five for forty. Penny got up three carries, I think, for nine yards. But if Swift didn't show you why he should be the clear cut guy, Agreed. you know that should be getting it. Then I'll tell you what. I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell that coach is thinking. He looked great. He looked great. He was explosive. I mean, did you see some of those first downs? The way oh, he was shredding them. Oh, shredding them. That's it, that's why I'm fired up about AJ Brown too. Is because yeah, of how I know. Well Swift I, 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 I get it and, and and you know as far as receiving you know batman as some people call him Devonte smith four for 131 and a tutty you know aj brown four for 21 bitching the whole time goddard six for 22 so overall you know not again if it wasn't for those rushing touchdowns that are unstoppable for Jalen, he would have had a, a, a shitty performance but instead, he has a great performance. My takeaway from the Eagles, you know, yesterday was they found the guy who now is the clear-cut guy to lead that backfield. That was my take of the Eagles. And somebody needs to sit down and talk to A.J. Brown and say, listen, you know, we're this, this is a team. This is not about you. And I love A.J. Brown, but I agree with you. That shit's unacceptable. Uh, on the Viking side of the ball, uh, if you had Kurt Cousins, great day. 31 for 44. He had a throw. We knew that. 364 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, almost 126% quarterback rating. Madison really irrelevant, eight for 28 yards. Jefferson, I mean, you know, 11 for 159. He didn't have a touchdown, but man, this guy's going to break the record for yardage. Jordan Addison came out, right? Three for 72 with the touchdown. Back-to-back weeks that he made made a play and got an end zone. And then the big contract they gave to Hawkinson, I mean, he went seven for 66, but two touchdowns. So great night for Hawkins if you had him. And then Osborne, three for 34 with a touchdown. So again, I think, I think what we saw from the Vikings is, you know, they're going to need to throw the ball this year. I mean, Madison is not Dalvin Cook uh, of years previous. Cousins, though, very, very impressive day, like I said, with four touchdowns, no interceptions. And wait, with Kirk Cousins, remember that he had two key linemen out. Yeah. Yeah, starting left tackle, yeah. his starting center. Imagine when they're not playing a pass rush like the Eagles and he has his full offensive line in front of him. Yeah. It's going to be a good offense. It's got really good offense. And like I said, I thought he made some really good decisions with the ball, threw it away at the right time. So, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, Cousins looked great uh, last night. And if you had him, you should feel really good, as Ricky mentioned, you know, especially with a couple linemen out. So that's the kind of recap of the game. Um, what I want to do is we were bombarded. Uh, last week on with a lot of people asking, can we get to more questions? People want to know lineup questions, trade questions. So, Ricky, if you're okay with it, let's dive into some of the people that had trade questions, then we'll get into the lineup questions. So, one of the trade questions that came in on on, uh, last week was, would you trade Jameer Gibbs for Travis Etienne? Ooh. I would rather have... Those guys are are very much in the same tier to me. So it's it, to me, you'd be making like kind of a lateral move. Yeah, you know, to me, I, I feel it's a it's a clear cut no, and I'll tell you why. I think that right now. Jameer Gibbs would be selling him at the low because he didn't get as many carries. So he was out-touched 21-9 to by David Montgomery. Montgomery's always going to be a factor, 
But I just think that Gibbs is so explosive. And I think as the year goes on, I think we're going to see he's going to outperform Travis Etienne. I agree, Ricky. It's so close. But if it were me personally, I would not make that trade. I think that, you know, they're trying to do that because he was out-touched so much. So I probably would be a no. Yeah, and it's a Ferrari and a Porsche. Yeah. These guys are both playmakers. Yeah, it, but I would say this. You don't want to be the guy who gives up on Gibbs before you see what he does. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. that, that could look real yeah. bad. I, I think this toy is just getting started. Um, another trade question that came in was, and this is another tough one, would you trade him out, Ross St. Brown, for Calvin Ridley? Thoughts there? I would not. I would rather have Amon Ra, for yeah. sure. Totally agree. I would absolutely not do that. I would matter have uh, Amara St. Brown. I think he's going to be a top five fantasy player for sure by the end of the year. And that you'd be, they're selling Ridley at the high. So to me, that's a no-brainer. Do not get rid of Amara St. Brown. Let me give you a, a guy that I would go after aggressively for the listeners. And I just bashed this man. But AJ Brown, if you have, if Ricky, you just Ricky. hear me out, just hear me out. If you have someone in your league who is not like an Eagles fan and they're not that up on the NFL, you know, they're kind of just playing fantasy to, to be with the boys and they have AJ Brown and they're down on him after two weeks because he hasn't really broken out yet. Go get him. Because if we learn one thing, he's going to bitch for the ball. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, no, he's no, going to no. bitch I, for the ball. And listen, this was a beat-up A.J. Brown day, but you're right. I mean, and you know he's going to bitch for the ball, and you know he is a monster. And the those 50-50 I mean, balls, yeah. he is so good at those 50-50 balls. I mean, listen, they're gonna, he's going to have a monster game next week, no question. They're going to design plays. They don't want him bitching for sure. Um, and let's do one more trade question. We're trying to get to them all for everybody. There's no way, but again – Go to the website, we'll answer them. Um, would you trade, this is interesting, would you trade Drake London for Marquise Brown? Again, it's like, yeah, I, I would trade, I would rather have Drake London. I think people are panicked off the zero, and maybe rightfully so because of the Falcons offense, didn't look fantasy friendly, but I'm not going to bail on a guy in, after one week. Let me tell you, totally in agreement with Ricky. I would not. You have to remember, the first two weeks, his schedule is brutal. If you look at from weeks three on, Drake London has an easy schedule from a matchup point of view. And here's an interesting thing, Ricky. Do you know last year in 22, he was fifth in target share. His targets will be coming. I would not do that deal. Keep Drake London. Ricky and I are on the same page there. Remember they played the Panthers and they were they had control the whole game. They were not in like a, a pass friendly situation. Yep. They play in a division where there's gonna be plenty of games that are more of like a pass friendly script. So yep. yeah. So let's get Ricky to some of the stardom uh, lineup questions since we, we, we got to some of the trade questions. The first one comes from Bill. Uh, he needs to know if, if you would play Najee Harris or Kenneth Walker. Uh, Harris is at Cleveland, obviously, and Walker is at Detroit. Um, guy's got a pretty good team if he's got to make a decision between these two. Uh, but uh, my personal feeling is I, I kind of would play Walker at Detroit. I think that's a really tough matchup for Harris. Your thoughts, Ricky? Yeah, I think it's a tough matchup for Harris. I didn't like what I saw from um, 
Harris's like usage in week one. It might have been because they were getting rocked out of the gate, but I feel a lot better about Kenneth Walker for sure. Yeah, I do as well. So we both agree there, Bill. Uh, Tim wants to know it's a two quarterback league, and he needs two from the following: Herbert, Richardson, or Goff. So we have Herbert at Tennessee. We have Richardson at Houston and Goff's home to at Seattle. He needs two for a two-quarterback league. I would roll with Richardson, and I would roll with Herbert. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I'm a huge Herbert fan, and I got to tell you something. Richardson, to me, is going to do what Fields did, but more with his, his leg situation. So that's a, a Herbert-Richardson a unanimous for both Ricky and myself. Another one, Carroll needs a flex Ricky from Debo. Uh, Samuel, Tyler Lockett, or Mike Evans? Hmm. Debo's at the Rams. Obviously, Lockett's at Detroit, and we know Evans is going to be uh, uh, Chicago, home to Chicago. I'm going to go Debo here and uh, just hope that he makes a big play. It was very clear that Shanahan, there was like some, um, I don't know if it's even concerned, John, like last season his, his numbers went down when McCaffrey came. Kyle Shanahan got him right involved in week one. So I, I totally agree. This would be Debo for me. He's at the Rams and and without, you know, that's a good matchup. And and, and everybody's all over the Ayuk train. And, and and listen, he's a heck of a player, but Debo's too good not to get some design plays for him. And because of his uniqueness, I think Shanahan can draw up a lot of plays to get him involved a lot more. So Debo for both Ricky and I, Carol, we both agree. Let's see if we can get to another one. Michael wants to know Ricky. <laughs> Kyle Pitts or Pat uh, or Pat Frymuth from the uh, from the Steelers, who's at Cleveland, where Pitts is at Green Bay. Kyle Pitts looked amazing. I know the numbers were not very good. I think he had like two catches for forty something yards, but he was breaking ankles. He looked explosive. Um, Kyle Pitts all day. He's a, he's a lock in your lineup starter if he's your tight end. Yeah, and I know Kyle Pitts, a lot of people drafted him, you know, with, you know, before maybe even the sixth, seventh round or even earlier. Um, you know, this guy's a specimen, right? I mean, Smith just has to find a way to get him more involved. I mean, I know that the quarterback situation is not great and they have an unbelievable running game, um, but you got to get this guy more involved. He is just a freak athlete. I'm Pitts all the way, and hopefully against Green Bay, we'll see him uh, with a big, big game because uh, he's just way too talented, and they did you know, use a first-round pick on him. We only have time for one more, Ricky, uh, so let's go to it. And Adam wants to know, it's a defensive question. He has Baltimore at Cincinnati, or should he play Pittsburgh at Cleveland, home to Cleveland? Baltimore at Cincinnati or Pittsburgh to Cleveland? Yeah. I'm going Pittsburgh against Cleveland, and I'll even triple down here, John, and say, you know, you and I both kind of, like, took a pie to the face. We were big on the Steelers' offense. Yep. Didn't didn't go well in week one. It's another really tough matchup in week two with a Cleveland offense that just, let's not forget, shut out Joe Burrow. But I think they bounce back. I really think Pittsburgh bounces back in a big way. I like them from a betting perspective. I like their fantasy players. And I'm even willing to say I like their defense here. 
You know what? Totally agree with you, Ricky. I think, you know, Baltimore's at Cincinnati. There's no way Cincinnati is going to, you know, have a situation like they did last week. And I think Pittsburgh, after that shellacking, is going to have a strong performance against, even though it's against a tough Cleveland team, it's at home. So we're both on play that Pittsburgh defense. Oh, um, John, yeah. one second, real quick. How, how did you lock of the week? And I'm sorry, because we all had bad week oh. ones, but how'd you Seahawks do? Not good. For the listeners out there, my lock of the week last week did not win. It was a, I mean, there was a lot of teams that didn't win. So Big John apologizes for that one. John, um, John, before you apologize, yeah. my my biggest picks were the Steelers and the New York Giants. So you you're know, all right. At least, at and, least and yours remember, wasn't a punchline. Remember, I said the first week or two was like preseason. And we saw a lot of sloppy play. You know, I love the over in the Eagles yesterday. Um, but like I said, last week was a pie to the face. But you know what's great about Do you have a lock, though? What's great about this is I get to pick again. I still have a lot more chances to redeem myself. Um, as I look, let me take a look at the board here, Ricky. Any, any picks you want to throw out there and put your ass on the line while I'm thinking about this? Yep. So I went 3-2 and two last week overall for a profit. I did lose those two ugly plays. My two bets that I hit big this week, John. New England Patriots money line as a dog. I don't even want the points outright. You're taking the Patriots money line. Is that your pick? Against Miami and wow. mark my words, Bill Belichick will never let what the dumbass Chargers coach let happen last week with Tyreek Hill. It will not happen under Belichick's wow. watch. Second one, Steelers money line. Keep the points again outright. Wow. Yep. Two. Wow. What I like about these they both, they're two home teams who played at home last week, by low spots. I'm telling you, outright. Well, you know, I'm going to have to make a pick just to redeem myself. Um, and unfortunately, it's a team that I would never, ever make a pick on because I'm, I'm a huge, you know, Birds fan, Eagles fan. But I'm going to look at the, uh, uh, no, I'm not. I think I'm going to look at the... Uh, you know, Ricky, I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers over the Ram. I know there's a seven out there, so I'm going to take them minus seven. I just think that they're going to be too good, even though it's at the Rams. It's kind of like a home game for San Francisco as well as they travel. So big job bounces back with the San Francisco 49ers. I don't hate it. I don't hate it one bit. That team looks like a powerhouse. They really both do. Sides of the ball. They really do. With that being said, unfortunately, we're out of time. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy week two. Make sure you go over the steady picks. See all the picks. Lendell White was 5-0 and in his pro picks last week. Go over there. Check out some of the podcasts. It's all for free. We'll catch you next week.